One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the over-the-top studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to the Boswell Chronicles, catching up with Ian, who is uh, currently training in the mountains of France. Ian, it's great to chat with you again. Yeah, it's good to be back, George. Sorry we didn't get to connect straight after uh, through California, but I guess better late than never. Absolutely. Well, let's do a wrap-up of those final two stages for you. One, you were really looking forward to that Tahoe stage. What happened that day? Yeah, I, mean, I guess it's kind of... Um easier to look back on it now because I kind of have have some perspective and stuff um, rather than had we spoke right after the race. Um, but yes, yeah, so I guess trying to remember back to that Tahoe stage, it was a hard, kind of I would say the queen stage of the race. I think we had, I don't know, 10, 12,000 feet of climbing. Um, then it was a hard day, a strong breakaway went and BMC rode pretty much the, the whole day until the base of the um, final climb, which the Daggett Summit climb. And uh yeah, it's kind of everyone knew that Bernal had to attack and take some time and try to, you know, take the GC off of TJ. And I mean, his plan went went to perfection. You know, he attacked on a climb and his team set up a hard pace at the bottom. And um, yeah, unfortunately, I was I was distanced and, you know, kept fighting and, you know, kind of stayed in my same place around 20th GC. Um, but again, kind of the same as Gibraltar just didn't really have didn't really have the best legs on the day and um you know was just yeah not at the time it was pretty disappointing um looking at it now i have a lot more a lot more perspective on on what i learned there and and whatnot um then the last day was a a sprint day um in sacramento and we kind of went all in for for marcel's our last chance to to get him a stage win there and i think the team we were pretty motivated to try and you know finish on a high after it would kind of been a been a tough week with you know myself not performing to the level i would hope to and marcel had not won a sprint um then kind of more of more of the same unfortunately he the sprint train got a little bit disorganized in the final and um yeah he didn't really have a, a clean run at the, the finish for a sprint so um we kind of left it empty-handed but we did go to texas roadhouse after the race and the the european boys really enjoyed uh a big American feast. <laughs> well, sounds like a nice way to wrap up that week. Um, so what did you learn from, from the tour of California? And one did going into that without the race miles that you've had in the past due to illness injury. Um, did that throw you off? Yeah, maybe a little bit, you know, and I had gone out, um, as we spoke before to California beforehand and had done some good training. Um, but, you know, I guess, you know, 
I don't want to say I haven't been working hard. I've definitely been, you know, I've been training and doing all the training that's prescribed and been focusing on, you know, everything, but I guess I, California was kind of the race in general was kind of a reminder that the little things really do kind of add up. Um, you know, whether it's just, you know, taking a daily nap or, you know, going to bed early or, you know, eating healthy, you know, all the time, you know, it's not like a, I didn't go to California and, you know, my weight was where it needed to be and my training was where it needed to be. But, you know, they're just very uh, kind of nano measurements that, um, that add up at this level, you know, and sometimes I think as I get older, it becomes, you become really, you kind of sometimes forget how hard you worked when you were younger or when you're, um, yeah, I don't know how to say it when you're, you know, at a younger age, you're, you're so hungry and I'm, and I'm hungry now. And I think, you know, having that performance in California was, was really disappointing, but it also in hindsight has given me, you know, allowed me time to kind of reassess where I need to be and what I need to do to, to make the Tour de France, which, you know, has been a dream of mine since I was, you know, 10 years old watching, watching Armstrong on the TV, um, back in Oregon, you know, waking up early to watch that. And now I'm so close to, you know, achieving that dream that, um, there's just a good, you know, a week after the race to kind of reflect and realize, you know, I'm, I'm really am hungry to ride the tour and to make it, to make the selection for the team. And I also mentioned to the team that, you know, I want to, I want to do the tour, but I want to, I only want to go if I'm able to do the job that I'm required to do. You know, I don't want to go to the tour and just ride around and, you know, try and finish. I want to be there and be there in the mountains to help Zacharin and, you know, be there on the flats to, you know, assist Marcel in the sprints if I need. So, um, there's just a bit of a kind of a kick in the behind to remind myself, you know, how fortunate I am and how hard I have worked for so long to, to come to this point and how close it is here now and to not lose sight of where, where I am and also what it still takes to, to make it on that Tour de France team. So what are you doing right now? Have you changed your training? What, what changes are you making? Um, but again, nothing, nothing drastic. So I, I had already planned to come up to Isla 2000, which is just outside Nice. Um, after California, I'd already booked a, a place up here. Um, and you know, kind of, I booked it in kind of knowing that if I didn't book it, I'd maybe wouldn't come because I think, you know, like I was saying, as you get older, you become more, you become more comfortable in life. And, you know, in Nice, I have a great setup and I have, you know, all my little things there that I enjoy, you know, I have my nice coffee machine. I have a car. I know, you know, which grocery stores I want to go to, to get what, um, it's very easy and I'm very comfortable there, which makes it, you know, which is very conducive to, to performing well. Um, which also makes it sometimes hard to, to go to a place like altitude. Um, like here in Isla right now, it's, you know, ski season's over and it's not summer season. So there's no one up here. There's no grocery stores. There's, you know, there's nothing, nothing open, you know, it's just me and Larry and, um, a couple, you know, construction workers doing some off season construction. So, um, it's not the easiest place to get motivated to go to. Um, but having had booked it beforehand, you know, coming here, it was really just what I needed, you know, just to get into the mountains, you know, to live just super, super simply for, for 10 days before Dolphin A and just kind of relax and, you know, train hard, but just really kind of go forward with a, a single focus. And I think, um, you know, as you get older, I mean, you can probably attest to this, you know, you just get, you get busier with, with different things and, you know, you, you get pulled in different directions. And, um, 
it's just a place to to really come and just do the little things right and like I said just live with a single a single focus which is kind of what I needed to do to to get ready for you know for the Dolphin A which starts this weekend and and then hopefully to prepare for the tour so it's like I said I've been I've been working hard all year it's just um you know that race in California was just a, a good reminder of of you know the little things I was going to say going up to a ski area one other person, nothing but riding, nobody around. That sounds like heaven. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny because I mean, to a degree, like we used to come up here. I've been coming up here since my first year in, in Nice. Just to you know, I grew up in Oregon in the mountains, so to come up to the mountains, it's always it's always nice. You know, it's peaceful, it's quiet. You know, the you know the geography is different. The you know terrain is different. The trees are different. Um, but yeah, it's just it's there's something there's something peaceful about it. You know. I don't want to be all spiritual, but, you know, just something, something in my soul is very at ease and relaxed in this, in this environment. So I saw some footage that you posted yesterday of, uh, one of the climbs that you did, you're talking into the camera. looks like you're going at a very high rate of speed as you're having this conversation. Um, looks like you're really fit and ready. Um, what anything specific that you're seeing that you need to really uh ramp up going into the Dauphiné? Well, looks can be deceiving, George, but um, <laughs> no, I'm, I am feeling I, no, I, I am I am feeling fit and I am feeling ready. And um, you know, kind of going back to what I told the team after California, I actually sent an email to to the management and the directors and the coaches, and and just kind of said like, hey, listen, guys, can we do kind of a little a little review and just see what, you know, what are your thoughts on why I'm not performing? You know, you know, is it a, is it a weight thing? Is it a training thing? Is it a, you know, a mental thing? What's, you know, just to get, to get feedback. And I think that's one positive, um, you know, one positive element of coming to this team is I am very confident here and I'm very open with the team and I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid to, to kind of speak my mind and to be honest with them and, you know, I'm not trying to, to hide anything and pretend like I'm going really well when I'm really not, you know, and I, um, you know, sent a very honest email just saying, Hey, listen, let's kind of look at what I've done. Let's dissect it. And let's, you know, I want to go to the tour. You guys want me at the tour. Let's make sure that I'm, you know, arrive ready and can make the team and, um, you know, give, give my best effort to, to the guys there. Um, so we haven't really changed much. Um, you know, obviously being at altitude, you, there's, you know, kind of a, a benefit of just being at altitude, you know, and, um, you know, your body adapts to it. Your body's working harder, you know, all the time, even sleeping just because you're, there's less oxygen in the air. Um, being up here, there's, you know, obviously some tremendous climbs, some big climbs. And I think the video I posted yesterday that you saw was up on Col de Bonnet, which is, goes up to 2,800 meters, um, which is like the highest paved, uh, pass in, in all of Europe. So, um, yeah, I think I from the bottom to the top was like an hour and thirty minutes or something, riding at a pretty good, pretty good speed. So, um, no, there's there's great training here, and I think, um, you know, I also and when I am down in Nice, I tend to ride with other people a lot, and I'm a very social person, which is which is great. And you know, I always get out the door and, and motivated to go, you know, riding because I get to go chat with my friends and go for a nice ride and you know do a coffee stop, whatever. Um, but up here, you know, there's no one to to ride with you know larry's here but we're not he came later than i was because he was up in norway racing so 
um, just writing by myself for some time and kind of having time to think and process things. And like I said, just kind of realize how close I am to, to this dream of mine of writing the tour is, um, you know, it's kind of been a life, a life journey and to be, you know, have this time to kind of really reflect on all that it's taken to get here, all the people who have helped me along the way. It's, um, yeah, you know, I think mentally it's, it's, it's a positive place for me to be up here as well. When will you know if you're named to the tour team? I don't know. Um, so I'm heading to, I'm heading to the Dauphiné, um, this weekend. It starts on Sunday with a prologue up in Valence. Um, and I've already planned, uh, an altitude camp up in Livigno in Italy following that. Um, so we're going to do a couple days of tour recon. I mean, I guess it was more of myself panicking of not making the tour than the team panicking. Um, so yeah, I'm still going to do some recon of the tour after the Dauphiné with the team. And then I'll come back to Nice for a couple of days rest. And then my fiance Gretchen's flying in from the U S and we're going to head up to, to Lavinia with a couple other teammates and, um, you know, having a good showing at Dauphiné would definitely, you know, kind of keep me, keep me in the team for sure. And then just kind of how the run up into the, into the race goes, you know, it's still, it's still goodness. I mean, it starts on July 7th. So, you know, over a month, um, away from now. So there's, there's plenty of time. Um, but it's just a matter of, of staying focused. And I guess kind of going back to, you know, my disappointment of California, um, in hindsight, it probably was a good thing that I wasn't absolutely, you know, flying there and, you know, riding at my best because that's a long time from the end of California to the start of the tour. Very good um, point you know, to, to keep, yeah, to keep that fitness and just to keep, you know, keep on top of everything. That's, that's a long way. Um, so like I said, it was, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't terrible in California. I, you know, didn't, ha- didn't ride to my own expectations. Um, like I said, you know, in this sport, you know, things very seldomly go the way you want, you know, very few, every race, only one rider wins. You know, so everyone else is you know, usually disappointed. Um, so just to, you know, it's a good block of, of training and racing and kind of just, like I said, a good reminder going forward to, you know, to keep working hard. What's your role at the Dauphiné? So we're going there with uh, Zacharin, who I think he's been been top five there. Um, you know, he was third in the Vuelta last year, so he's our, our GC guy for the Tour. Um, you know, he's definitely capable of, you know, a top five in the Tour, a podium. Um so my, my role there would just be to, to help him and assist him. And, you know, I really want to, to show him and, and the team that I'm, you know, capable candidate to, to be his wingman. And we raced together a lot this year, um, we built a good relationship and I just want to continue, continue with that. And, you know, if he shows up and, you know, contending for, you know, top overall placing, then, you know, I'd love to be a, a key part to his success and the team's success. Now, Ian, that brings up a question. I was just thinking, you know, when you were with Sky, I remember you went to um, Chris Froome's place in South Africa and you trained with him for a week. Um, same kind of relationship with Zacharin? Yeah, definitely developing into a into a good relationship. Um, you know, we roomed together at our second team camp in January. We roomed together in, um, was it paid basketball room together? So we we've spent a lot of time together. Um, we get along really well. You know, we communicate even when we're away from races. Um, and that's part of the reason why I'll be going to Lavinio after, after the Dolphinates, cause he's heading up there with his family and a couple other guys. Um, 
you know, so just to, to spend more time together, to ride together, to train together. And I think, you know, going through something like a grand tour with a, a rider who is capable of, uh, you know, contending for, for the overall, you know, having a close relationship is I think important, you know, it's, it, it is a job and, you know, you're oftentimes, you know, forced to work with people. Um, but I think you get a lot more out of each other when, when you have a lot in common off the bike as well. And I think for me and for Zachary, it's important and, you know, it's, it's good to build a certain level of trust, just being, you know, racing together for, for the first time this season. You know, it's so interesting and good for me to hear you talking about bringing your fiance out, uh, families going up to your training camp. And I mean, just as someone who kind of came of age in the eighties, when Greg Lamont was the first person to, to bring his wife out and that was such a big issue. And that's now very commonplace, correct? And not frowned upon or anything supported. Yeah, the culture of, of cycling has definitely changed. And I think the the understanding of how much we suffer on the bike, it's important to be to be happy and, you know, content off the bike. And if that means, you know, going to an altitude camp with, you know, your wife or family or kids, then, then that's important. It's also, you know, you know, different riders have different, you know, stimuluses, I guess you can say, um, what, what they prefer. You know, some riders maybe would prefer to go to altitude without, you know, their family so they can really focus. And some people want that you know, kind of distraction off the bike and when they're not training, um, you know, Gretchen and I, we're not, we don't have kids. So it's not like it's, it's not like it's a strain I'm about up at two in the morning, um, you know, changing diapers or feeding a baby. Um, you know, so for her to come to altitude, it's, it's also nice for me to, to share what I'm, what I'm doing. And you know, she's super supportive and super helpful. And, um, you know, even kind of going back to my relationship with Zach, if his wife's up there, then, you know, it brings us closer together. You know, if we all go out to dinner together and, you know, we're there with, with our families and it kind of adds an element of, of connection that maybe is not always there when you're just at a race, you know, man to man, when you have bring your families together. Ian, I sure appreciate you taking the time to chat today. I'd love to bring up one more thing. Uh, you're actually putting on an event uh, later this summer. I am. Yeah. So, um, the Peachum Fall Fondo, you can check it out on our website, which is, peachamfallfondo.com um yeah it's uh it's going to be a gravel ride um a gravel fondo it's i'm in the process of mapping out the course i think i've got it i think i've got it dialed it's about a 45 mile course with i think 4500 5000 feet of climbing um and the main reason i'm doing it is just to be to kind of bring people to to the uh, my new home in peachum and bring people to the community and get the community excited about cycling you know it's a it's a small town and community i live in and a lot of people there still don't really grasp what i do for a living um just i want to show them you know kind of share what i do for a job but i also want to bring people in and kind of give back to the community because you know being a small vermont town there's a lot of you know community activities that i'm not able to be a part of because i'm not i'm not there and you know in in rural vermont it's that's such an important part of you know kind of your your livelihood and your existence as being part of this community, which I'm unable to be a part of at this point in my life. Um, what? you know, so by doing and go ahead. Oh, what's the exact date? It's October 13th, um, in Peachum and yeah, it's, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's, you know, all the, all the funds raised are going back into the community and a community project to do the new, a new pavilion in the center of town. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, 
I just want to show people where I live and why I ride and, you know, kind of share the beautiful, you know, Vermont foliage in October. I was going to say there is no prettier place to be than Vermont in October. That is spectacular. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm trying to make it, you know, it's not going to be a, a fancy, you know, VIP Grand Fondo. We want it to be a very, a very Vermont event. And, you know, whether it's the food or the ride, or, you know, the setting of it is all going to be, be very authentic and just kind of show off the, the natural beauty of the place. Well, Ian, I look forward to checking in with you again uh, as you prepare for the Dauphiné and uh, throughout the stages of the event as well. Yeah, thanks so much, Georgia. We'll catch up um, maybe before the Dauphiné and then throughout the race. Really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us, Ian. Have some great training uh, up there at Altitude and look forward to talking with you soon. All right, thanks, George. From the Over the Top Studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.